so terribly ashamed of myself, but I'm powerless. There's nothing I can do now except try and leave behind some sort of explanation for my actions. I don't expect to be forgiven. As long as someone understands why I was backed into this corner, it should be enough. It's been nearly 20 years since the day I woke up from the worst nightmare I've had in my entire life. At the time I was living abroad in a two-storey house with my parents. All the bedrooms were located on the first floor, while the kitchen and living room could be found on the ground floor. A slightly carved staircase with about 20 or so steps connected both floors. The reason I'm mentioning all this is because the house happened to be the exact location where my nightmare unfolded, and it's really important that you try to keep this piece of information in mind. It all took place entirely in the staircase area, and it all happened from my point of view as I stood at the top of the stairs. It was night time. The entire house was shrouded in darkness and in complete silence. My parents weren't home, so it was just me and a friend of mine who was about the same age. I dared my friend to go downstairs and into the living room all by herself. You know, the Bloody Mary or Candyman challenges. The kind of dare where you have to do something or repeat certain words a number of times which should result in something scary happening. I don't quite remember what it was specifically, but I dared her to do something similar. That was the whole purpose of her going down the stairs, make her way into the living room in near complete darkness, perform whatever it was that was required of her and then come back up. She was reluctant at first, but eventually she agreed. I remained where I was at the top of the stairs and watched her slowly but surely walk down until she eventually disappeared out of my sight. As soon as someone walks off the stairs and into the living room area, they end up walking right under where I was standing, one floor above, effectively disappearing from my line of sight. I do not remember whether this was my intention all along, but shortly after she was out of view, I grabbed a large jar filled with coins which I then dropped from the top of the staircase into the cold, marbled floor below. Remember, it was night time, no lights were on, you couldn't hear a single sound throughout the house, so I think I was just trying to really scare her with such a loud and unexpected noise. Even though I'm the one who intentionally dropped the glass jar, the shattering sound that it made somehow managed to scare me as well. I immediately regretted my actions and was overcome with guilt, certain that I had scared her in such a way that not only have potentially traumatised her, but also put our friendship at risk. The jar had exploded and shards of glass and coins spread all over the floor as the sound echoed throughout the entire place. It all got quiet again eventually. But I had yet to hear anything from my friend, who hadn't said a thing or shown any signs of her presence ever since I lost sight of her. I grew anxious with every passing moment as I stared at the bottom of the staircase, waiting for her to show up again. Before I knew it, I kneeled down, still in the same place, and yelled out that I was sorry a few times. I was really sick to my stomach, not just due to the growing unease of not knowing what was going on with her down in the living room, also because I kept thinking how messed up I would be if someone had done that to me. But not even my crying voice and desperate pleas did anything, and the sound echoed throughout my home, before leaving me in a very uncomfortable and unbearable silence. 
my eyes still glued to the bottom of the stairs. What happened next happened without any sort of warning and it was all over in one, maybe two seconds. Something suddenly appeared on the first step of the staircase but it wasn't my friend. It was a torso. It had a head, arms, hands but nothing below the chest area. I don't know whether that thing crawled out at an insane speed from who knows where in a way that not even my eyes could register its movement or if it had simply materialised on the spot. What I do know is that I remember staring at the bottom of the staircase waiting for something to happen, waiting to hear back from my friend, but being met with only silence. And then, in the blink of an eye, that thing was just there, shrieking in the most unnatural and unsettling of ways. A window up above the stairs let some light in, and I could see that this human torso appeared to be covered in a white, powdery substance, as well as having an inky, oily black liquid smeared all over its face, and possibly dripping out from its eyes, nose, mouth and ears. Its hands, and around the edges where the thing's body ended or appeared to have been severed at. The next thing I know, it was now more than halfway up the stairs, still producing that impossible scream as I remained frozen in place. And then, while I still had my eyes glued to where that thing had just been, before I could even properly process what was going on, I saw it in the corner of my eye, to my right. It was now right next to me, screaming directly into my ear, nearly an inch away. And that's when I woke up, with my right ear, my whole head really, still ringing from the hellish, piercing scream. Even though it was the middle of a very hot summer, my body was freezing cold due to what I'd just experienced. I'm pretty sure I was in shock. From the moment I woke up and opened my eyes, I did not move for a good 30, maybe 40 minutes. I know about sleep paralysis since I've experienced it a couple of times as well, and I can tell you that this wasn't it. This was a terror that literally, if only momentarily, crippled me and left me unable to move, and it's the only reason why I didn't wake up screaming my lungs out. The scream itself got stuck in my throat and wouldn't come out, and by the time I regained most of my motor functions, it was no longer there. This was the first and only time that such a thing had given me this kind of physical reaction, as well as leaving me reeling mentally for the rest of the day. I don't remember telling my parents about it, but I told some friends. But of course, being kids, there just wasn't much to say about it, and by the end of the day, most had already forgotten about my experience. It's a nightmare that I naturally never forget, and for good reason based on what I described here. But that's what it's supposed to be, just a nightmare. Nothing more. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. My husband is working overseas, and he won't be home for another two weeks. So lately, it's just been my nine-year-old daughter and I. We were about to watch a film in my bedroom and then call it a night before going to bed, but I realised I had left the laptop charger in the living room. Being the good little girl that she is, she immediately volunteered to go and fetch it downstairs and stormed out of the room before I could say anything. That's when I remembered that earlier today I had purchased some of her favourite snacks. Not wanting her to make multiple trips, I got out of bed and made my way to the top of the staircase so I could tell her to also swing by the kitchen and grab them before heading back up. As soon as I got to the staircase, but before I could say anything, I accidentally knocked a small vase all the way down to the floor below, the kind of vase that you usually place on the outer edges of stair steps, mostly for decorative purposes. 
I watched it fall before it irreparably shattered itself apart downstairs. What should have been just a clumsy little accident felt like something else entirely. I was overcome with a sudden and inexplicable feeling of absolute terror washing over me as something began to tighten itself inside my chest. The glass jar full of coins. The vase. The sound of something shattering without prior warning in the middle of the night. An oblivious little girl. My little girl. And the terrifying, unnatural silence that followed. I started to feel dizzy and nearly lost my balance. I held onto the handrail and realised for the very first time that the staircase in our home was eerily similar to the one we had back in the house I lived in 20 years ago. The one from my nightmare. I called out my daughter's name. I looked down at the bottom of the staircase and was instantly struck with the terrifying sense of dread. There was nothing there. My daughter didn't reply. I knew I wouldn't be calling her a second time. I couldn't stay there at the top of the stairs. I couldn't stay there and wait for it. Not again. Not ever. I could feel my body temperature begin to drop and before I knew it, I had stumbled back into my bedroom and locked the door. I'd always thought I was just like any other parent. Someone who would do absolutely anything for her children, put herself in harm's way if need be. Today, I found out that that's not the case. I'm sorry, but I know that something is very, very wrong. I know that something is happening right now in this house, but I don't know what it is. Only that I'm utterly powerless against it. My daughter would have said something by now. She would have come back up if I was just imagining things. She's a nine-year-old. She has never done anything like this before. She wouldn't know how to keep the act going for this long if she was just messing around. I don't know where she is. I don't know what happened to her. I'm sorry, but I'm too scared to even think about her right now. I'm sorry, but I can't. I don't hear anything. There's only silence. I'm terrified that it will start again, anytime now. The torso. The screaming. I'm trying not to blink. I'm afraid it'll be right next to me when I open my eyes. Oh god, no, I can't do this. I'm so sorry. Whatever happens, I'm sorry.